peace to you in Jesus' name. We celebrate the ascension of our Lord Jesus. His ascension of victory is complete and total. He who was crucified, died, and risen now takes his triumph with him to sit at God's right hand in power and majesty. He is crowned in glory now and forever. And we worship in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. God has ascended with shouts of joy amid the sounding of trumpets. Alleluia, Christ says, I am with you always to the very end of the age. Alleluia, Christ reigns as king, seated at the right hand of God. Everything is placed under his feet. The Lord is at his right hand, and he is victorious, and Christ says, I am with you always to the very end of the age. So we ascend to the heavenly throne room to make our confession. O Lord, if you kept a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness. We revere you, Lord Jesus. When you were about to depart into heaven, you lifted your hands in blessing and promised to be with us always. We need your living spirit that we may be people of hope and anticipation. We need you to return us to joy. As the disciples return from Christ's ascension filled with joy, so may you also be renewed in Christ's saving promise. By the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We pray, Almighty God, as Jesus ascended into the heavens, so may we also ascend in heart and mind and dwell there with him, him who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. As we celebrate Jesus' ascension, first we turn to the book of Acts, chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven. After giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen, after his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. 
he appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father is set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? The same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our epistle lesson is from Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 1, beginning at verse 15. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I've not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. This is the word of the Lord. 
And thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel is from the Gospel of St. Luke, the 24th chapter, beginning at verse 44. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them, this is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. And repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I'm going to send you what my father has promised. But stay in the city until you've been clothed with power from on high. When he led them out to the vicinity of Bethany, he lifted up his hands and blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up into heaven. Then they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they stayed continually at the temple, praising God. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. How do you think of Memorial Day weekend? You might think of it as the end of the school year or as the beginning of summer. It's a kind of turning point. So it's a really good time for us to celebrate Jesus' ascension into heaven as a kind of turning point of the utmost and greatest significance. Things were moving fast now for the disciples of Jesus. He was getting them ready for a turning point that would be crucial for all of human history. Almighty God had been planning this for a long time. Jesus spoke to his disciples about how God had left a trail of hints in the sacred ancient writings of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms. It has been foretold, he said, 
The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. And then the turning point. Then repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations. Jesus was telling them about a turning point that would profoundly involve these followers of his and even reach us so many years later. The single most important event in all human history had just taken place. After three days in his grave, Jesus had risen and returned alive. Jesus was living proof of God's control and command of his unfolding plan. Here was the living Redeemer standing upon the earth. Here, right before them, for them to see with their own eyes. In a way, the story God had written had now reached its highest point. The sun shining in the middle of the most beautiful day. And now, now God would hand the power of this light on to those who would carry it forward so the world could hear of God's victorious triumph. At this turning point, Jesus wanted to inspire his disciples, showing them that he is the one living God, Redeemer and Savior of all nations and all people. Hundreds of years before this, Isaiah the prophet had talked about myths and legends that all around the world had given people hope. The legend that he singles out is one where a star, a star from the night sky falls to the earth, sent from the heavens, so they believed, and hoped that someday that star would somehow miraculously rise again and ascend back into the sky. A wonderful legend, a great story. But Isaiah the prophet says, those myths and legends had never been answered by any God who could actually do such a thing. Isaiah knows the true God will someday send an almighty answer for all the world's people and answering the hope of all the nations. And uh, here he is. Jesus was no myth or legend. He is the son of the living God. And when he was born into the world, the angel Gabriel said, 
Nothing is impossible for God. And now Jesus would give these men something they would want to talk about for a long time. Jesus invited these men to go for a walk with him. Since his triumphant resurrection victory, they had seen him many times, each time remarkable in its own way. But this, now this, this felt like the old days when they would walk with Jesus, filled with expectation about whatever might happen next. Some miracle, some wondrous piece of wisdom would always be ahead around the next corner. And they had taken this same walk with him before. This walk, this path, it led out past the Mount of Olives and into the little town of Bethany. Bethany, the home of Mary and Martha. Not long ago, Jesus had taken them on this walk to Bethany. That day, Jesus had visited Mary and Martha as they were mourning the death of their brother Lazarus. That day, those disciples had seen Jesus weep and cry. He shared the grief of these women who had lost their brother. So moved, Jesus took them out to the stone cave where they had buried Lazarus. And then Jesus called Lazarus out of his grave alive. Well, that day, they truly saw nothing is impossible for God. But now, now today, Jesus took them to a field that would catch the early morning light. They might have been relieved that Jesus was slowing down here and that he did not want to walk on to the town of Jericho. That road made them uneasy, a little nervous, ever since Jesus had told them a story about a man who was assaulted and robbed on that road and then saved only by the kindness of a good Samaritan. So they were a little relieved that now Jesus had stopped in an open field. And there he stood in silence for a moment and just looked at them. And he blessed them. So many times before, Jesus had looked at this group of comrades and friends and he had promised them a light and a power from heaven. The Holy Spirit will come to you and you will be my witnesses from here to the ends of the earth. So then 
The writer Luke puts it so simply. He says, After Jesus said this, he was taken up into the sky before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. Well, this felt like a turning point. Jesus flying off into the air. <laughs> a cloud hides him, hides him from their eyes, and they are just staring into the sky. And they're not talking, but each one of them is thinking, now what? And suddenly two angels dressed in white are there standing with them. Why do you stand here looking into the sky, the angels said? Jesus, who has been taken from you into heaven, will come back in the same way that you've just seen him go. Those men looking up into the sky had just seen the beginning of a royal coronation that was now taking place in heaven. A cosmic turning point. The ascension of the victorious Savior and Redeemer of the world. From that circle in that field, these men would eventually travel out in different directions all over the world, talking about Jesus and his victorious triumph what these men would say and do in the next few years would indeed change the course of human history. What the angels told them would inspire them to keep talking and thinking about Jesus. And some of these men would go to their death still talking and insisting that people listen about Jesus' resurrection victory. Their efforts brought the news of Jesus' resurrection and ascension to the ears of kings and princes who would build kingdoms in Jesus' name. They brought the name of Jesus the Savior to the ears of the poor and lonely who were redeemed by their faith in him. Yes, Jesus' ascension into heaven truly was a turning point. A turning point for each of us when we get to come to it in our own time and place. The man we know as Paul would come to the turning point in his own way, getting knocked off his horse on the road to Damascus. He was an enemy of the Spirit of Christ. And Jesus knew that Paul would make the absolute perfect witness. And so, even today... 
you and I can hear Jesus speaking through Paul when he writes to his friends in the town of Ephesus, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. In those words of Paul, well, I hear a greater voice. I hear the voice of Jesus inviting you and I to just go for a walk with him. Oh, we will surely accept, right? We're going to follow Jesus resurrected, Jesus risen from the dead, Jesus crowned the living king. He will take us on our walk out to the sunlit field in Bethany. And there, like Paul says, with the eyes of our heart, we will see the working of his mighty strength. There, he ascends far above all rule and authority, power and dominion. With the eyes of our heart, we follow him to his throne at the right hand of God, and we watch with the eyes of our heart. We watch as all things are placed under his feet. <laughs> well, now we've had our turning point. Now we can plainly see what Paul says. The fullness of Jesus fills everything in every way. And all the world bows down before him. Let me pray for you that you would be so blessed. Good Father in heaven, we praise you. We worship you. We thank you that Jesus, your son, has ascended to you in heaven, victorious and triumphant. Bless us in hope and faith and trust. May the fullness of Jesus fill everything in every way. In Jesus' name, may we be so blessed. Amen. I invite you to share with me the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. 
I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We worship God with our offering. I invite you to send your offering to our church by mail, or you could go online through our website and make a donation there. Thank you. Bless you. Together we pray, O oh Lord Jesus, you're exalted far above all things of the earth. At your name, every knee should bow, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. Accept our praise and adoration. We praise and exalt you who are at the right hand of God the Father we pray in celebration of Jesus' return to heaven and his crowning as King and Lord of all. With hope and confidence, we bring our cares and concerns to the throne room of heaven. We pray to you, Lord, have mercy. We thank you for the many appearances you made after your resurrection showing that you had risen from the dead, alive and victorious, we thank you for the faithful who witnessed your ascension and then spoke of your glory. Thank you for these witnesses to your resurrection and, and those who inspire us to hope and trust in you. Ascended above all things, help us, Lord, to be your hands of kindness Help us to be your feet of mercy. Help us to be your voice of love and compassion. We pray to you, Lord, have mercy. Lord, we pray in thanks for our families. Bless and be with them. We pray for our young people, especially for our students as they complete their studies for this school year. Be with them and bless them and protect them. With hope and confidence, we pray to you, Lord, have mercy. We pray for the healing of the nations. We pray for our world that there would be peace, justice, security, and dignity for all. With hope and confidence, we pray to you, Lord, have mercy. Lord, we pray for those who especially need your care at this time. We pray for those we name before you in our hearts.
we pray to you, Lord, have mercy. We pray that we may be of encouragement and support to each other as we prepare for our heavenly journey to your ascension throne, where we may see your glory forevermore. With hope and confidence, we pray to you, Lord, have mercy. And for all the saints who have completed their earthly journeys and are now in your eternal presence, Lord, we give you thanks. May we live in anticipation of what is yet to be for us by your gracious design. With hope and confidence, we pray to you, Lord, have mercy and grant us your peace. Amen. Good Father, we thank you that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us, not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Clap your hands, all peoples. Shout to God with loud songs of joy. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Christ is ascended. He is ascended indeed. Alleluia. Amen and amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. listening to this audio service of Bethlehem Lutheran Church, Glen Lake, Minnesota. This podcast features Reverend James Disney with music by Sue Bloom, produced and edited by Amy Munson. If you enjoy listening, we encourage you to visit our website at www.blcmtka.org to learn more about our church and to support this podcast. Blessings upon your week.